tap. Good evening, I'm Norman, Pastel Flavour, and this is the 150th Annual Quickfire Radio Flange Goblet Award Show. I'm your host, and tonight I'll be doing most of the show up to my ankles in old pudding. Maybe raspberry, maybe banana, who can tell at this height? The first category is Best Topical News Programme, and the nominations are Jerry Jerrington and the North Las Vegas Municipal Courthouse Singers and their show Karaoke News. Leonard Spoongupter and all the producers that aren't, and a man named Barry who likes to lick sheep. Over it, they call this The News, which is a nightly show that so often concludes with somebody dying. And finally, it's What News? I'm Getting Laid Tonight, hosted by sexual deviants Vanessa Spleen China and Palmita Lip Whippery, who unfortunately could not be with us as tonight they are tied up in a harness suspended above the M4 being hosed down with tramp sick. And the winner is Leonard Spoongupter for They Call This The News. Come on, Leonard, up you come, come get the award quickly, man, quickly. Well, of course, this award doesn't really belong to me. It belongs well, to... Well, give it back then. What? Give it back, go sit down, the award has been rescinded. But... Leonard, don't let me strip you naked, put a racially insensitive billboard in your hand and call security. Oh, get my big mouth. Right, and so on to the next award. Radio Personality of the Year. Will it be Farmiga Pinchnay's Trat, Hippert's Main Girdle, or Danny Trink, the Roadworks Goblin? And the winner is... It's Farmiga Pinchney's twat who gets extra points for already being on stage crouched behind our unimpressive cardboard cutout of a very dear friend of Robert Mitchum's. Farmiga, please come and get the award. And your acceptance speech time starts now. Oh, I have so many people to thank. First of all, thank you, Radio Flange Goblin, because without your support, encouragement and free lunch biscuits, I'd be... I'd hurry if I was you, Farmiga. Uh, all right. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, Eric Yim Turtle, my agent, uh, Carlos Dividing, that's my manager, uh, my... Bad luck, Farmiga. Better luck next year. Well, don't worry, listeners. Paramedics are standing by, and I can see one of them laughing and dipping a French fry into Farmiga's rather sizable head wound, so she's going to be fine in no time. And next up, it's the Al Pacino Award for Consistently Ridiculous Hair and Simply Not Giving a Shit, which is awarded every year to person or persons who have shown repeatedly that they just don't care about doing anything properly, and yet remarkably still have a career. And the nominations go to Alan, No Clothes Mel Perotti, uh, Celia, It's My Sandwich Now, You Bastards Dick Hamster, and Alejandro, What Are You Looking At, Puppy Petit? And the winner is Alan No Clothes Mel Perotti, who has been turning up to these very studios for the last 18 months without any clothes on at all. What an achievement and a distinct sign you have given up on life. Now, of course, Alan could not be with us tonight. Well, no reason actually, he just didn't bother to show up. And so the award will be accepted by the After Movie Diner. Welcome to yet another episode of the After Movie Diner. Uh, absolutely wonderful to have you all here with us again. Well, you're not here right now. Obviously, you're listening to this on a podcast. Maybe you're halfway up a mountain. Maybe you're on the bus going to work. Who knows where you are? Maybe you're in a barely legal Latvian brothel getting tickled about the scrotum by someone named Henry. Who knows? Who cares? Anyway, you're listening to this. That is wonderful, and I cannot thank you enough. But as always with these kind of things, this doesn't all just happen. It doesn't just all fall out of the sky free of charge and with nothing on your shoulders whatsoever. Oh, no, not indeed. In fact, what I'd like you all to do is do several things. First of all, go rate and review us over on iTunes, Stitcher, and TalkShoe, wherever you find the ability to rate and review us online. Please rate and review us. If you don't want to do that, just share it. If you're on Facebook or Twitter or something, just just retweet it if you see it, or, or uh, Facebook and share it, whatever. Just do something like that if you can't bother to rate and review us, you lazy swine. Anyway, uh, either that or rate and review us, that would be wonderful. We'll do both. That would be fantastic. Anyway, uh, if you wish to support the diner even more, you can go over to www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash diner and sponsor us uh, weekly or uh, whenever the show goes up or per month or whatever you want to do. It's absolutely fantastic. So go over to www www.patreon.com forward slash after movie diner to help the show uh, to keep the show afloat uh, and to show your appreciation that would be absolutely fantastic and last I was listening back to some old shows recently and realized we haven't had an email or a voicemail in forever so please write to us at aftermoviediner at gmail.com or send us a voicemail either at 347-669-0053 or at www.speakpipe.com forward slash aftermoviediner that's 347-669-0053 or www.speakpipe.com forward slash aftermoviediner or as always, write to us at Aftermovie Diner 
at gmail.com. That would be absolutely fantastic. Thank you, as always, for listening. It really is a treat that so many of you tune in each week, and we're going to continue to try and provide you the very best podcast we can. And now, on with the show. The most dreaded fear of every woman on Earth is even more horrifying in space. The inconceivable is about to be conceived. Seminoid. Are you trying to tell me she's pregnant? The living miracle of creation is now the deadliest force for destruction. First Street up in the Bronx, and uh, we just watched the worst film. We just watched the film ever made. We are, we're pretty sure. Well, look, first of all, we did an episode a couple of months back where yeah. we did a double bill of British horror films. I think it was in October. I think yeah, it was okay, so it was October, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was part of a DVD box, box set. set. Yeah, and just... this is the third film in that box set. So we're talking about the same... Producer Richard Gordon. That was him, for the producer. Yeah, He's yeah, the link. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's in the same right. diner. So we thought, oh, we're going to be, you know, let's, let's, get, let's get this a spin. And what right. we saw... It was called Inseminoid. Inseminoid. And right. we're pretty sure it's the film that brought down the British film. Industry. Yeah, it came out in 1982. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty clear alien rip-off. From right. the get-go. Um, hey guys, how are we doing? Hi, good, good thank, thank you. you. I think I'm going to get the... Um, need a couple more minutes? Do we need a couple more minutes? I think I know what I want. <laughs> I'm good. Um, <laughs> Can I get a cup of... Uh, Do you have avocado for the omelettes as well? Yeah. Can I get a... Uh, Can I get a turkey, Swiss and avocado omelette? Home fries, um, hash browns, french fries. Uh, hash browns. White wheat or white toast? Uh, white, please. Please, sir. I'll get um, uh, waffles. <laughs> Waffle? With, yeah, waffles with uh, sausage. <laughs> and uh, a cup of. Have you got any um, chamomile tea? Chamomile tea. Uh, a cup of chamomile tea. Thanks, guys. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks so much. You're Cheers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty sure this brought down the British film it's, industry. It's. Okay, look. I'm sitting here with the host of the After Movie Diner, who I happen to know for a fact has seen some of the worst films that have ever been made. Yeah. And while he was watching this movie, he was. I mean, he was in pain. It was so. Bad. I was in pain. You were in pain. You were in mental anguish. I was in mental anguish. How bad it was. Yeah, because it it, it made for me <laughs> the moral sin of any like bad movie is when the uh, where where there is something that is so obvious that could be done to solve the problem to solve the problem that through sheer stupidity of the characters and idiotically bad manipulative writing thank you very much whatever that said thing is in this case 
shoot the mad bitch in the face with the gun. <laughs> with the gun. Right. That we know that you we have. we know you have. We know you have the gun. Right. Stop pretending that you don't. Right. We saw it. Yeah. Not only that, but later on, you don't have just one gun, you have two guns. Yeah, and they're just lying around on the ground. <laughs> so they're literally lying, they're literally lying on the floor. So this is the, the cardinal sin for me is is when is when a movie I don't mind if a movie is hokey fun and I don't even mind if a movie takes like a few giant leaps of uh, where you need like a giant leap of faith to, in order to like buy leaps what's going on leaps of logic right as long as the logic is roughly within the framework of the story. I'm or all right. Like, even like half believing. Right. Well, it doesn't even have to. Doesn't even have to be that. Like as long as like Cleopatra one, which is always my like touchstone for this stuff. The fact that it ends with a bunch of bearded guys dressed as nuns fighting over like some mad jam conspiracy. I've got no problem with right. because that's the rules. Them's the things within the the movie and how it's set right. up. Thanks so much. Thank right. Whereas in this, right, it's set up. First of all, you don't meet like you don't know who anyone is. It's just a bunch of seventies hairdos. There's there's some women and some guys, and that's really all there is. So yeah, but the, so all you all you really because the the plot is honestly virtually non-existent and it's bonkers and it's just they're on a it is a rip off of Alien. It's some kind of colony on another planet. It's like it's an archaeological dig on a, another planet. And the only guy who knows anything about anything is Mitch, but he, he refused, never leaves. He never leaves he the never canteen. He's always at the cafeteria. <laughs> it's Mitch. So, so while they're doing the archaeological dig, well, that's it. Actually, that's basically it. They're doing an archaeological dig on another planet. That that's that's all that's going on. During which, uh, as you might imagine, one character um, comes across something that's really not all that mysterious. In right. fact. It looks almost exactly like all the other rocks yeah. that he's looking at, but for some reason, this one is like blows his mind. And there's something inexplicable in and the And he corner. has to look at it really closely. And it explodes. And on it him. explodes. Yeah, we don't really know what explodes no. or what's going on no. at all. No. But we figure, just because we know how these things go, <laughs> right. that he's probably been infested with alien spores, right? Right, right. The trouble is, though, right, is that there is no clear. Yeah, hang on. What's he got to do with anything? He got alien. The, the alien thing exploded on him. Right, right. But what's the got... purpose of the alien thing? Because, like, later on. But that's what I'm saying. The, 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 what the alien does in every single uh, uh, occasion that he crops up in the movie, there is no strict like modus operandi of what the alien's doing. Like it's not a fight or flight thing. It's not a survival of the fittest thing. Like the whatever the alien does to the human when it infects them is completely random. It's like it's like whoever whoever wrote it saw has maybe seen like three or four alien movies and right. took a bit from each one. Right. But well, here's a bit with a mysterious alien artifact. In fact. No, no, it's worse. Like in John Hurt, but then that's got nothing to do with the actual infection, which is actually like artificial insemination. It's like two really, really, really stupid people. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like (laughs) it is. (laughs) Two really, 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 really stupid people sat down and went, "This alien thing's easy. Let's do this." Yeah. First of all, the alien artifact will explode on a bloke and drive him mad, and he'll run around. He'll run around for what seems like end of. that story until because that's all that happens he runs around until he gets, she shoots him she shoots him with, with a gun. gun with a gun by the right. way she shoots him with a gun and he dies oh no but that, we've missed that's, something that's else no no it. but we've missed something else that happens oh my god yes. right you have to whole... talk about it because this is possibly the greatest slash worst bit of writing <laughs> there's ever been in the history in of the cinema his... no no there are two bits in this movie that involve women's ankles oh, that god. are <laughs> That you, even as I describe them, I can't believe I watch them with my own two eyes. That's absolutely fact. The first, the first one, one is, is so beautiful, beautiful, right? Like it's so beautiful. There is a there is a woman, right? I mean, and they're running around, and like we've said, there's crazy, crazy, sweaty face who's yeah. escaped. Crazy, crazy MacGuffin. Crazy MacGuffin. Crazy MacGuffin McGee. Yeah, crazy MacGuffin <laughs> uh, face is running around just wildly and and like with no hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> like utterly hilariously. But you can tell while he's running, he's deeply humiliated. <laughs> you have to imagine 
an early like it's worse than a nineteen seventies Doctor Who episode. It's actually oh, it's much, worse. much, much worse. Right, much, much, much worse. So I don't know what's going on there. So uh, I'm confused and scared, yeah. quite frankly. So anyway, we so. just saw crawl out of the employee-only <laughs> thing and cl- climb into the toilet. Anyway, it's really a two-parter. Anyway. Uh, dozy woman running around outside uh, everyone's watching her on the monitors which is one of the most tedious devices oh, in the yeah. film Gary right Gary on the monitors she gets her ankle a little bit trapped no 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 no, no. under she, a she gets, she bit she gets of wood. shoved by Crazy McGuffin McGuffin, McGuffin face right. Crazy McGuffin McGee shoves her a bit yeah. and she, yeah, she falls over yeah. and traps her foot a bit a bit a not bit. even a lot <laughs> not a lot just a bit it, it looks more like her boot is like caught yeah. in something a little her bit her boot is caught in something a now, flappy metal. something else happens it's not entirely clear but anyway she's in a bit of she's in a minor she's in a bit of no, minor what peril happens is, minor peril right what and happens her suit is, doesn't work properly the, tra- right? the trapping of her ankle causes the air to no longer work in her suit. That's right, yes. Or something, yeah. right? <laughs> so out of nowhere... By the way, we've had no explanation of who any of these people are or what. Or how any on. of it works. Or any of it works. Or even does she need like, a help outside? Of a sudden, or... Yeah, or are they outside? Are they inside? Where are but they? Wait, wait, this changes throughout the Don't movie forget, well. she gets told what to do very specifically. By Gary, Gary, who's on the monitors. Who very clear. Who and look possibly less, the only time in the movie is clear and informative. Couldn't look less bothered by what's going on, <laughs> by the way. I mean, he literally looks like he's just stepped out of his but he gives her, he gives her a, set, a very uh, at this point it would be British home stores yeah, uh, v-neck sweater yeah. modelling he does contract. look like he wants to be looking off into the distance yeah for sure so uh, he's there and he's like she's got a watch device on her wrist and he's shouting very clearly attach the blue and yellow wire by the way that's it that's it that's what she has to do attach the blue and yellow wire and she's trying to do it with uh, admittedly a cumbersome space club but still it's a watch device with a blue and yellow wire and all she has to do is attach them attach them and just she, rub them together and just she do whatever she completely does. freaks out yeah she gives up she's like I can't do it I can't do it can't do it can't do it can't do it it cannot be done she asserts meanwhile by the way she's running out of air right so I at least would attempt it. I mean, <laughs> just on a Give serious... It a no. Give it a go. No, she's got a better idea. She does have a much, Do you know what much, much better, better idea? <laughs> Do you know what her idea is? This is absolutely true. <laughs> Gary is saying, come on, you woman. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Attach the blue to the yellow wire. And you'll be fine. And you fine. will literally be fine. You will be fine. We're sending someone out there. We're having a bit yeah. of difficulty with the doors, which, by the way, if we never solve, <laughs> I'd never have that problem again. <laughs> but for the moment, for some reason, we can't scene, leave. We can't leave. We don't know why. But the moment we can leave, we'll be out there. We'll be Just out there. Some blue. Don't worry about it. You put the blue and yellow eyes together, and we will be with you momentarily. She says it cannot be done. Can it can't, can't be done. done. Can't be done. So, <laughs> she leaps from plan A all the way <laughs> to to plan what the fuck right at the other end of the alphabet and she quite reasonably asserts instead of attaching the blue and yellow wire of my clock device I'm going to saw off my foot I'm not even kidding <laughs> with a space chainsaw I'm going to saw off well, we my foot we couldn't, we couldn't believe it we couldn't believe it I don't know take your glove off and have a go <laughs> <laughs> like that's plan B, right? I'll take the glove off. I might like not be able to breathe momentarily, but I can't breathe anyway. So not breathe anyway. That's the problem. She thinks I'll saw my own foot off. Right. Which, by the way, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Kills her. Doesn't work. <laughs> She's dead. Because the problem, by the way, is not. Let's, lest we forget, the problem is not that she can't move. Right? It's way down the list of like problems that are coming her way. Right. right. Top of the list is. Five, ten seconds, you're not going to be able to breathe. That's the problem. Right. Not that you can't move. Right. We'll figure out the can't move. Blue and yellow wires. Down the road. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that later on. Right. Right? Later on. Right. But this is a movie which is not content with that idiocy. Later on in the movie... It's nowhere near content. When again... <laughs> it's nowhere near finished in fact, with its idiocy. it stared into the cold, dead eyes of that <laughs> stupidity <laughs> and went, can we have some more of that, please? Can I have some more, please? For the next 90 minutes. Oh, my God. 
to, to say that this is like, this is also true later on in the movie different person infected with alien beastie again running around generally being mad chasing another said idiotic woman up a flight of reasonably easily traversable steps <laughs> they're just right they're just steps <laughs> they're not collapsing they're not moving they're not like crazy space stairs they're not they're just, just stairs just stairs right she trips up them a little bit. We've all been there. We've all tripped upstairs we've all tripped just up a little bit. bit. We've all felt a little bit silly. Right. She, on the other hand, can't move. Has to be dragged in by yeah. two other people. Then has her angle bandaged yeah, up. Angle this bandaged. takes up like ten minutes of screen time. She doesn't fall down. Maybe we're not being, you know, we're not being clear here. She doesn't fall down the stairs. You know what I mean? She just misses a step. She just trips up a little bit. She just trips up a little bit. Just a little bit. And she can't maybe. Move. And she can't move. Maybe denser shin. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, bruises a shin. A little bit. Maybe a, they are metal stairs. Yeah. They are quite sharp. I'll give them bruised shin. Bruised shin. I I'd even give them no, a slight abrasion on the yeah, shin area. Requested. They can have a bruised shin. Right. They can take that bruised shin and run narratively with it <laughs> as far as they want to go. <laughs> They decide instead to have a long, cumbersome, as if, as if they're like alien woman beastie on the loose isn't peril enough. Let's make these because, stairs. Because it issue. isn't. Because by the way, it, it really isn't peril right. enough. This alien beastie, like the first male alien beastie that we saw at the beginning, of the thing, can easily be stopped by a bullet to the chest. Which they could get out of any of the guns well, just, that so, are just, so, so just lying around the just, space. Just going back a little bit, because we, we wouldn't want to lose you in this narrative oh. labyrinth that <laughs> constructed. Of ankle problems. <laughs> <laughs> After Captain should clearly never be allowed on any space mission. Oh, yeah, Psychologically speaking, what are your problems solving Token skills? American bird, that's what she was. Oh, she oh, was Token that's American right. that's Captain. Right. Token American lady, right. who, who is... And I, listen, I'm sure she's a lovely person. Right. I, I, I am, right? right. Or, well, maybe she's not. Maybe she's a cat. But I'm sure she's very nice. I think it was Jennifer Ashley. Jennifer Ashley is. I'm, I'm willing to go down on record here as saying that Jennifer Ashley yeah. is the worst actress Ever. in the history yeah. of acting. Of acting. Not just cinema. No. Right. No. Acting. Acting. All commercials. You could, you cinema. Have, you could have inflated a rubber dinghy, <laughs> drawn a smiley face on it. Stuck maybe that, a wig on <laughs> That would at least have had the benefit of being mysterious. <laughs> yeah, and spent the first time just going, why is the lead character a rubber dinghy with a wig on it? Yeah. Right? You After a while we rose, we've been jeeped here. Yeah. Yeah. But at least for those you could 10 have, minutes. You could have crudely drawn a face on a paper plate and <laughs> yeah. stuck it to a broom handle. And it really, okay, it really would have been better. Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. Thank That's amazing. Right. Thank you so much. Lovely. Look at that. Well, Smashing. Thank you. Uh-huh. Cheers. Thank Thanks you. Cheers. So, yeah. Utterly bungled. So um, the other the other bit of brilliant dialogue, which involved said oh, what about the woman, was when saying? the worst. Now we've encountered on the we stra- have encountered on the share. on the stranded episode, yeah, uh, where we talked about a Christian Slater movie. Oh, thank you. Uh, we um, have encountered our fair share of lousy space doctors. <laughs> yes. Like doctors who And we, we unwisely no made the assertion at the time right. that he was probably the worst doctor in space. No. We may have met our match we, on this yeah, one. Yeah. Right. We may he have comes, spoken to This is an actual line of dialogue. Comes through. She goes, <laughs> how's Sandy? Right. First of all, this is a man who his surgery consists of one chair right. doesn't matter how sick you are he will not put you in a bed no. you are going to be sitting in that chair chair probably near your and the best thing he can do as far as I can figure it is sedate you or hop you up on barely yeah. legal drugs by the way he, if you do witness a traumatic event involving one of your crew members being torn to pieces by an alien he may he may park that dead ripped up body right next to you right when you wake you. up right, right, right. so when you wake up it will be there but he walks in the captain is looking at photographs so intently, even though there's a woman in her care who is like utterly. Also, what are these photos? What could possibly be more important than the madness that's unfolding around? Right. But no. So she's in the medical bay. Uh, she doesn't care about this. She comes in and almost annoyed, she's like, What do you want? What do you want? To the doctor. Have you got, what, what have you got? Information? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no time things for things I need to know. <laughs> I've got no time for your things. <laughs> so anyway, she says to her, Oh, how's Sandy? He goes, Sandy's alright. <laughs> she's fine. She's, goes, fine. she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. As, as long. <laughs> there's a caveat. She's fine, but there's a caveat. 
she's fine as long as I keep her sedated. As long as she's permanently sedated, she's then, fine. Well, there you yeah. go. It's hard to say. Oh, and you know that mark that the dude had on his face who was all infected by the alien and ran and around the thing? And went mad. She's also got one of those. She's got that. <laughs> apart from that... And the constant apart, sedation. Yeah, apart from... And my, in my limited understanding of what's happening, apart from the fact that she's doomed... <laughs> She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Don't worry. Right. But his best line, right. don't worry by about a mile, her best line is when they ask what's wrong with her, and she says, well, I believe she's literally been scared out of her senses. Because <laughs> he goes, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. If you mean literally, she's in shock, she's in shock that's which is thing. the medical... Unless in the future, they stop saying she's in shock, and they start saying she's literally, literally been scared, been out, scared of her out of her senses, which is not a phrase. No. Except I just made it up. No. And, it she, and the other thing is, she hasn't. <laughs> she wakes up, she goes, I'm a bit thirsty. Yeah, can I have, have some drink? Also, oh, I feel a bit queasy. Yeah. Although, although one of my favourite bits, which is quite early on in the movie, and I think you missed, is when, when um, Crazy McGuffin McGee is running around, he bumps into, he's being like chased by another bloke, and he bumps into like a, a shelf full of like storage supplies. And the storage supplies, like, fall on top of the guy's head. And he rolls around, like, holding his head. No, I saw that. But, like, no, I was right, laughing right, at right, it. Right, right, because, because what's happening is, he's good, <laughs> it, it, there's no peril. Like, it's supposed to be peril, right? But all he's really doing is going, oh, that really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nasty. Uh, caused a slight dent Ooh, on his orange yeah, sweatshirt. Yeah, box, Do you see that? It fell right <laughs> on my head. That really I'm not kidding. That was really painful. <laughs> this is... This is the level also, throughout the entire movie, right? Every plan they have. Oh my god. To take down anyone infected by alien spore, whatever it is. Oh, we, we, we skipped past the fact, just very quickly. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, okay, okay. That every single plan that they have is run at it. I'm going to go on spasmodically. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. like. Like you were flinging a wet cloth. Like, like you were in a, like you were ten years old, and you right. were in a school play about uh, an, like an alien attack. And on the first night, no, you're not a bit that. nervous not to run towards the alien. Yeah. This is how you would run. Like like a school play about someone who had to wave some handkerchief. <laughs> That's really what the level was. At one point, he came up to her with some cables and just went <laughs> like it wasn't literally. I mean, a ten-year-old child could wield the cables with more I would, authority. I would, I would have to say the stunt work was uniformly the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> Every punch obviously didn't hit. Every time they hit the, the woman or the alien or crazy MacGuffin McGee with anything, they were obviously not hitting him. And so right. it got to the point where their plans were affected because they had to... Obviously, the plan is, well, I've got this big heavy thing. I'm going to hit the alien over the head with a big heavy thing. But because we don't have the requisite stunt work, I'm going to have to miss, even right. though it's three feet away and doesn't right. move. I'm still going to have to miss. Yeah. Oh, there was also the classic bit where Crazy McGuffin McGee at the beginning hit him very wetly on the arm, and then his <laughs> arm... Stopped him from moving yeah. at all for a moment. It was stunned. It was given a dead arm. Yeah, not even a dead arm. A slight graze. <laughs> yeah. Or not even, not even that. A waft. The only I, way to describe the punches in this is a waft. I would seriously be investigating. How is everything, you guys? Oh, it's lovely. Very, very great. Thank you. I would seriously investigate the standards by which these people were allowed to leave the institution. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. They shouldn't be allowed into the real world. Halfway through the Their movie. Their problem-solving capabilities are, are awful. I mean, just... You could put a bunch of, uh, you know, PE teachers on a moon base and they would probably succeed more than these people. I, I couldn't agree with And as more. we all know, And they'd probably come back with more have... archaeological evidence. Well, <laughs> Well, because they kill off Mitch as the only one who knows anything in the first That's right. five minutes. Crossy Specter, because only Mitch, Mitch was the only one who could act. Right. And Crossy Specter, the reason that he was hardly in it and got killed off is they couldn't afford his talent. <laughs> That's the only explanation. The only explanation. Which is true. So, taking a cue from like Life Force and Alien and various other movies, there is a big moment which I thought was going to be like the saving grace of the movie and turned out to, no, just lead to more running about. There was a Doctor Who level of running. There was, movie. oh, yeah, there was, I can't even, I don't... Uh, but actually, I, I, I have a new... There aren't respect. words for crap that have been invented. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, really I now have a new respect for the running that they do in Doctor Who, because 
I'd always previously been led to believe that running was, was a pretty easy thing to do. No. But according to this movie, no. it's a real challenge they to made, run. They made not Steven look like, an look like Daley Thompson. <laughs> they did. They did. Right. In fact, <laughs> if the review appeared on the front of the DVD, make Steven Seagal look like Daley Thompson, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be unhappy with that. No. I think that would be a fairly accurate description. Because yeah. um, it's totally irrelevant. It is. <laughs> totally and completely relevant. pointless. Much like the movie. So, um, at a certain point, um, the woman who is credited on the front of the, the, the movie as, and so-and-so as Sandy, right? Right. So we're expecting big things from Big Sandy. things from her. And to be fair, to be fair... She gives it the beans. She, she gives, gives it, it the welly. Absolutely everything she's got. And I mean, in, in oh, circumstances... And Judy Geeson as Sandy. When all, um, every other member of the cast had long since given up, by the looks of most of them, before filming even began, <laughs> <laughs> right? She was giving absolutely everything. Even though what she's required to do is give birth to aliens. Right. The scene where she gives birth to the aliens is... Proper, proper I mean, I, I've got to... I mean, first of all, it was really disturbing. Well, hang on a second. But her, her, the, her, but her screaming was really, really awful. Yeah. In a, it in was, a good way. It was to the cheap seat beans. Mm. Like she was she belting it out. Everything. She gave it some welly like no one else. Uh, I haven't seen that kind of joyous overacting since uh, Brian Blessed in um, everything. <coughs> I don't think she was. <coughs> that's the thing. I don't think she was overacting. I think she thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to go all in because I'm giving birth to painful aliens here. And right. so she did. Like, first of all, I feel for this woman because I'm guessing she didn't realise that in every scene that she screamed, you could see every single filling in her teeth. Right. You she think that when mortified. You think that when taken over by alien spawn, the fillings would probably mm. turn into space fillings or something. Yeah. But she also is required to, like, be glittery and naked and swirly while being impregnated by what can only be described as a jukebox-sized, <laughs> triangular-headed, mad rubber alien thing. <laughs> yeah. And creepy doctor face man with a yeah. Syringe. What the fuck was that about? Because that was never explained. Was never explained. No. He crops up in that. Why she took anyway? One of the women, while uh, running from cr- crazy McGuffin McGee, gets cornered by the alien, knocked out, and uh, impregnated by the alien in a particularly well, disgusting sequence. Right, when Mitch is killed, in a particularly horrifying sequence, gets impregnated by the alien. Right. Doctor bloke is there, and yeah. me and Crossy foolishly are waiting for this to turn into some kind of you know no. plot point. No. No, he just gets killed. Later on. Later on, yeah. Just just like everyone else does. Yeah. So, crazy kind of weird, hallucinogenic, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Highlighted, yeah. Um, sequence where she gets impregnated by the alien, which, big rubbery, triangular-headed thing with a long tube device that goes right up her bits. Right up. And then, like, Plumps, pumps kind of like egg-shaped things into her, which is pretty grotesque. Yeah. In a sort of green slime. Yeah. Right. Then she wakes up. She's fine for a while. Then she goes a bit mental. And this is where it doesn't make any sense. Because her modus operandi seems to be after that. Kill people and eat them. Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's killing them and she's eating them. Even after she gives birth to the alien babies. Yeah. Right? Which doesn't make any sense, right? Also, she leaves the alien babies alone to run around the caves of this moon. See, this is the problem with the moon. Screaming at people and killing people, which allows, quite reasonably, these other two characters, for reasons unknown to them, to pick up the mutant twin David Lynch looking alien baby spawn, coddle them in like some sort of space blanket. Yeah. Take a Mac to a room, yeah. leave it with a woman by herself, just right. leave it by, just just keep the door shut, will you, Barbara? And off <laughs> they go. Oh, by the way, no, he says to the two women, just make sure you lock the door. Right. Then he leaves. Then right. one of the women goes, oh, I'm off too. <laughs> she leaves. <laughs> woman with the baby sits in the corner, doesn't even bother locking the door. No. This is the level we're talking about here. So... By the way, we just skipped over, and, and the reason we have is because... It's endless running. It's endless running, because what happens is, for the whole, what, middle 45 minutes of the oh, movie... Oh, interminable. ...is impregnated woman running around, 
And this is what drove us barley. Running around, um, killing and eating the crew. Now, that sounds much cooler than it is. Right. Because there's only, like, six people left. Right. So she only does it to about two of them. And, more importantly, any single one of them could, at any point, shoot her in the head. Right. At any point. We have evidence in the movie yes, that shooting person when infected by alien beastie kills them dead. Yeah. We have that evidence. Yes, it's in the movie. Yes. Right. They have guns because they crop up again later in the movie. Yes. At no point do they say, let's get guns. In fact, no. there's one scene where they're all in a control room, yeah. which is really just a black soundstage in Cleethorpes or somewhere, right. Walton on the Nays, <laughs> <laughs> with literally some cardboard painted with colours to represent a computer. Right? Well, they sit around and go, we've got a killer. How are we going to kill her? We can't kill her. She's too strong. No, 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 no. Then so, she goes, no, 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 because what they say is, um, we need to kill her. Let's use chainsaws, to which someone says, she's too strong. Right. For chains, no evidence. For space she's too chainsaws. strong for chainsaws. For space chainsaws, for space yeah. Chainsaws. Also, right, they then go, well, how about explosives, right? Yeah. Then Again, someone else says... These people he, need to learn, learn what a plan B is. Right. You don't jump from, what should we do, to, well, let's blow the place up. Right. When there's guns. There's right. just guns. Then she goes, well, could you sedate her while I use a heat lance on it? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, lady, guns. <laughs> Been established at the beginning of the movie. They'll crop up again later in the movie. Just use you see, the gun. It's all about the less, the less moving parts there are, the more likely it is to go right. You sedate her and I'll... Right there, too many moving parts. There doesn't need to be an and to this plan. No. You shoot her in the head, full stop. Full stop. Yeah. End of the movie. End of the plan. End of the plan. End of the movie. End of the movie. End of the movie, end of the, end right. of the, movie, end of the plan. Done. Off we go. Done. Tell you what, yeah. we'll add something to that. Shoot her in the head and the chest, just to yeah, be sure. Yeah, 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 why not? Why not? Why not be sure? <laughs> why not? Instead, yeah. at one point, he puts a suede shoe on her stomach. That's about the most. <laughs> yeah, that's what he that does. And, and then, by the way... Um, runs away yeah, every, time. Runs away. every time she's in uh, incredible amounts of pain obviously what's going on he's, fit, he's smart enough this right. lad to know that stepping on the stomach causes her pain because of the because of the pregnancy right right at one point just keep doing it at one point just keep doing it at one point he binds her with the extinguisher Right? Oh, by the way, but she doesn't go anywhere near her eyes. It doesn't go anywhere near doesn't her eyes. Because they couldn't afford something that you could fire into somebody's eyes but wouldn't right. blind them. So, blinds her with the extinguisher. She's clearly stood there, hands over her eyes, screaming. Does he go up behind her and hit her with a lead pipe? Shoot her with a gun? Chainsaw her in half? No. Anything fact, like that? In fact, he runs away. He drops the gun yeah. and runs away. He does. Drops everything, runs away. And they do that... <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> They're constantly. They have, the gun at one away. point, three of them <laughs> have a corner. They all drop their weapons and fuck off. <laughs> oh, except one of them keeps hold of a hammer. Right. She's thinking, I can only, clearly, for some reasons that known only to me, I can only carry one weapon like during my run. Shall I, shall I keep the hammer? Or, or the, shall I keep gun. the gun? Yeah, no. She chooses the hammer. Not only that, she drops the gun. But she uses the, the hammer alien. very wisely later. Yeah, she drops the gun, right? Right by the alien woman. That's right. So the alien woman is perfectly able to pick it up and shoot yeah. somebody. Even the alien woman, who's obviously not <laughs> thinking clearly, right? Because right? she's in extraordinary pain, uh -huh. she's been taken over by another organism, right. all kinds of mad things are going on. Even she knows, that's a gun, pick I'll pick gun. it up, uh -huh. I can kill people with that. Yeah. Even she knows. And she has super strength. Right. And likes eating people's stomachs. My favourite bit with the hammer. Later on in the movie, one of our lead heroes, the hero, by the way, is incapacitated by a slight nibble on the <laughs> side of his right. knee. She bites his leg and he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and not because, oh yeah, well the bite's infused with... No, 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 no. She nibbles on his leg a bit. Slight nibble. A slight, I mean really, <laughs> a slight nibble and he passes out. These yeah. people are palpably unfit for space travel. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not only that. How did they even get to the planet with that exploding? Not only that, but the movie ends. We breathe a sigh of relief because, surprise, surprise, alien baby chews on woman that That's was right. left in they the come back. They come back to the room, and the alien babies have killed the woman, and we're supposed to be surprised. Right. <laughs> like, oh no! We were like, why did you pick it? up the alien baby? Yeah. Right? So, yeah, just leave them. Or burn them. Then there was, best, knock them over there. Then there was the bit where he planted explosives 
everywhere. Everywhere. Right? She comes at him. He just drops the detonator. Like, just drops the detonator. He drops the detonator. Runs away. Right? Another example of the just drop the weapon. And fuck off. Drop the plan and run. She then goes around and really quickly picks up every single bomb. Right? And for no reason at all. They're really small. Like, they're really tiny bombs that he's hidden in a... And then... A minute and a half flat. She's, she's picked them all up. Bomb. She then puts all of them round a door. This badly painted door blows them all up. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. Then I she, don't know. Then she pushes the it's computer. It's very over. important that she pushes the computer over. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody in this room. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing happens because <laughs> she pushes the computer. <laughs> they don't push the computer over and everyone go, "Oh no, we can't breathe because we've killed the like oxygen or anything like that." That never happens. No, right. Just push the computer over. Why? I don't know. And not only that, but it was so funny. She pushed the prop over. They hadn't even bothered to put any wires inside the prop. It was just no, an empty box. It was obviously just an empty box. Just an empty box. And and if that wasn't bad enough, like Staggering. if they hadn't tortured us enough, they then stick on. Oh yeah. Then there's this whole ten minute epilogue. Like a ten minute epilogue featuring the blandest man with a cowboy hat. Which, you've ever like, seen like people wander around, uh-huh. like the complex. Right. And it's also like, ooh. And it's like the bit. It's like the beginning of a movie where you're supposed to go. Oh, I wonder what happened here. But instead, they stuck at the end of the movie. When me and Crossy go, what are you doing? We know what happened. Right. We just watched it. I thought the movie had started. Ooh, what are they going to find? We know what they're going to find. They're going to find aliens. I thought the movie had started all over again. Oh yeah, we thought we might have been in hell. And we were going to yeah. be on a perpetual loop of, of terrible '80s British sci-fi movies. The, the, not only that, but the epilogue had so many like new so characters I know. <laughs> that you could have cut that yeah. right, and ploughed all the money that you had spent on this like, hiring three more actors all of which had speaking roles right yep, good point and their costumes and everything because they had all new spacesuits and everything their spacesuits yeah, weren't ship. the same way they had a ship spacesuits everything right they had the only real special effect in the whole movie with them I mean I know it was pretty cheap but right. the they whole flying over the thing moon coming into yeah. land could have cut all that Totally irrelevant. It's going to be like half the budget of the movie in that, in that like 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, the whole movie was pointless, but. You could have that in. Spend that money on the suit and have the alien running around killing people. Right. Nobody wants to see a pregnant woman killing everybody. Not even that pregnant. Not even that pregnant. No, I'm just flapping her arms about. Yeah, just running around, bumping into people, causing them, you know, irreparable physical damage through the medium of the time on an alien medium of bumping. All of them looked like extras that would even be out of place in Coronation Street. I mean... They were all. Awful. Unbelievably awful. Except Stephanie Beecham, who was like... Isn't she like a fairly well-known actress? <laughs> Stephanie Beecham in England? Was um, she in something? She, she was like... She was kind of like um, in a soap, I think. I know the name. Maybe. I think she was sort of There's like... There's no one else of any note in this movie at all. No. No. And, and if know. they had any careers, it's been long. Oh, they're long. a disgrace. <laughs> they're a disgrace. Everybody involved in this movie isn't. I mean, the point is, right, is that nobody right. from right from the very top right. to right to the very bottom could be bothered. No one. I'm pretty if sure. None of them could be bothered. That Putnam and Richard Attenborough and some other like leading lights in the the British film industry at the time, I'm pretty sure sat round and wept. When they were at a screening of this, it's it's so it's so bad. What? That there is something about like what happens to Britain in the seventies. Like I'm not right. like being, too, but there's like they talk about like the British car industry collapsing in the late seventies because everything they made was like shonky and it couldn't really be bothered and it was all a bit crap. Right. And that's exactly what this movie is. Right. Everything about it is crap and right. not in a like a charming, pleasing. At least everybody's trying. Like everybody's giving it a go. And, yeah. You know, everybody, like everybody involved, everybody acting in it knows that they're slumming it. Right. They know that. It's not a big break for any of them. None of them are really giving it anything. You know, like it's not like these movies. Feel, I, I feel like they're so much worse than the movie, even though the movie's really bad. The, they like, are. the movie is slumming it by having those actors in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're right. Everybody is, is slumming it. Everyone, including the non-existent movie. It's. But there, there's you know no I mean? excuse for it. There's but, absolutely no but, excuse. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, again, not being like too pretentious, but it, while I was watching, I did think. I wonder if this is indicative of, 
like that that malaise that happened in England in the late seventies, right. everything just kind of like fell to pieces. Nobody could really be bothered anymore. Also, it's absolutely staggering because it's throughout B movies. It's absolutely staggering that people looked at Alien and went. We can do that. Because I can't tell you how many, like, absolutely shonky alien ripoffs. They should have watched Alien, right? Looked at the budget of £3.50 and some clothing deals with British home stores, and they should have gone, yeah, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Let's do a film about some people who sit around a bit. <laughs> Because that's probably this might all explain costume dramas, I suppose. Right. They've already got the costumes. Yeah. They've been sitting around for fifty years. We'll just use them. Yeah. BBC. And they all, you know, none of them. Nobody's heart is in it at all. No. Nobody cares. No. Nobody cares enough to say this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Let's talk about a better no idea. No one's had a conversation at, at all. Yeah, yeah. No one's talked to anybody. No. Two people in a room making this film. If they'd actually talked to each other, could have come up with a better idea. No question. They've gone. Maybe she's a bit creepy if we make her face a bit sweaty and green. And if she cries, they a bit. made it green. They did make her face green. But they kept doing stuff like even though she, they knew she had been overtaken by an alien beastie, when they came across her, they started like stroking her hair and all the hair. Yeah, world's well, most useless nuts. Yeah, right. Whose entire training is just of treating people like frightened six-year-olds. There, there, dear. Come back. <laughs> come back. There, there. What are you talking about? She's been attacked by an alien. Yeah, the only the only thing you've just discussed it in the room, killer. Don't tell me she's two months pregnant. Yes, she is. Let's not talk about that again. Yeah, let's not speculate as to what that might mean. No, but you know what I mean. There's, there's no scenes where, like, even in the worst B movie, people go, okay, let's stop for it and let's talk about what's going on, right. what we think it means, right. and what our plan's oh, going to be. There was the scene where um, Mrs. Jumps to Wild Conclusions came up with a reason what like the the. Oh my God, the crystals. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's holding a he's holding a handful of crystals, uh-huh. and he goes, "There's still something about these crystals that I don't understand." And she says, "Well, maybe they're a food source for a creature we don't know." End of it. Yeah. Is that what you think when you pick up strange crystals? Right. Maybe it's the food source. And at really no good. point she ever turns around and goes, "You know what? Maybe this is that creature I was thinking about earlier." You know what? Never comes back up. No. no. It's all like every. It's almost as if it was a 60-page script written by 60 different people, 60 different idiots. Yeah. Because none of it connects, none of it makes any sense. I think it might be the planet where Blue Peter Presenter's going to die. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they said, and this is the like the purgatory for Blue Peter presenters who, you know... Didn't make the grade. Yeah, they didn't make the grade, or, I don't know, they kicked a tortoise or something, do you know what I mean? They, they were really pissed off on settlement day, they kicked a yeah. tortoise, and they were banished to the far archaeological moon. Yeah. They were... Because that's, that's what they were. That's what they were. They were... I, I mean, I don't know how you know to... What? You know what? No, I tell you about to, to Blue Peter presenters were at least enthusiastic. Yeah. To call them idiots is an insult to idiots. Yeah, the space-faring idiots. God. Can, at These one point, I described the, uh, the space dock with no. that crashing. No, I don't even believe that. I don't believe they got into a ship <laughs> and took it to another planet no. without exploding at some point along the way. Also, at no point did they think to get in their ship and fly away. Yes, why didn't they get in the ship? And- it was at this point that the MP3 recorder that I usually use in such circumstances stopped working. It was completely empty. Uh, I'd already emptied it, uh, but it was saying that it was full. And I don't understand how that's possible. Uh, I've deleted everything that was on it, and it says it only has 50 seconds left in its memory. So I don't know what happened there, but we lost the end of our conversation. Uh, So James had this idea that we would call, using his phone, the voicemail of the After Movie Diner so that we would uh, end up the show uh, as we walk to the bus stop where James is going to get the bus home. So what you're about to hear now (laughs) is the result of that uh, to kind of round out this show. Uh, But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode for what it was. And we've got lots more great episodes coming up in March. So please uh, keep listening and thanks very much. All right, so uh, here we are. We're outside. Uh, having left the diner. Uh, so we just wanted to, to wrap up and say that, well, on a personal note, I'm very glad I watched that film because I, I think that really is the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the worst film I've ever seen, but it's like high, high up there. 
And it, what it really does is it, it it just contains that thing that drives me nuts personally, which is the inexplicably badly written, uh, endless chasing thing that really doesn't justify itself. Like, there's no suspending disbelief at this point. It's just worthless shite. And there was, like, I was watching it and I was thinking, well, you know, the lighting here is a bit interesting. And I was thinking, like, um, some of the cave scenes were nicely lit. And there was that bit with uh, the impregnation sequence that was kind of a bit surreal and a bit disco music video. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But, like, overall, it's not enough to recommend it to anyone whatsoever. Uh, don't bother going near Inseminoid from 1982 at all. Oh, I would, I would agree, and I, I'd have to say, even if we've made it sound interesting, that that was accidental. Because yeah. our intention <laughs> was to mock. Yeah. And, and in fact, it, what we'd like to do is instill fear in yeah. you. So when you see the title in the seminar, you will in, take an involuntary step back. Right. Imagine, so bad. Imagine someone with Farrah Fawcett's hair slightly tripping up some stairs. <laughs> that's the whole movie yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. They think that's suspect. <laughs> people making a film who raised money, who stood in front of people with money and said, please, can we have your money to make a film? Or there's somebody spraining their ankle, not even that seriously, running up some stairs. It's worth of a film. Because, let's face it, it isn't. But I'm honoured to have watched it with you because I feel like I have learned something. Yeah, what we've learned is the British film industry was was killed by its own grubby, inactive hands. Yeah, it was murdered by a seminoid, and not even in an exciting way. No, it was was murdered by the sheer nonchalance (laughs) of the being there. Just like Stephanie Beecham, (laughs) in seminoid threw a hammer at the British film industry monster and missed. Yeah. Sort of just a little bit flimsily. Yeah. A bit awkward. I thought she was standing over it with the hammer. Yes, I thought she was probably being cut. Yeah. It was going to hit it, and instead it cut. You just saw this sort of slightly tiny rubber uh, hammer just kind of fly by the yeah, end. Yeah, it's right. It looked like she was standing over it, and then it cut. And then actually she's like five feet away, and she wasn't swinging the hammer at it. She was throwing the hammer. Anyway, this is a bit of a shonky ending to the episode, <laughs> which kind of suits her because the seminar is a bit shonky. Yeah. But just don't watch it, it's awful. Uh, thanks so much for watching the movie with me, Jeremy. It was really Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much for having me. And I hope this works. If it does, I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, okay cool. Right, well, thanks very much, man. That was really fun. Yeah, I had a good time, man. See you good evening. Bye. Bye. Inseminoid, inseminoid Man, you got me so annoyed You had a set, you had some actors But now you have us two detractors Save yourself a cinematic crime You could have spent just a little time Working out a plot point or two Doesn't seem that hard to do You had to choose a motive for your monster Spend a little longer on your casting Keep the action and the pace of moving Isn't much that we're both asking No, no No, no No, 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 Right, shut up! Oh, that really hurt.